afternoon, everybody. How's everybody doing this afternoon on this Tuesday? Graphics up there, kind of fun this afternoon. I hope you guys have had a great weekend. Kind of interesting today to see what's going on in the world. I think everybody's kind of <clears throat> stuck in a, a funk. They're kind of in a funk, and I'm here to get you out of your funk. If you're just joining us today, my name is Dr. Missy Hood, so it's good to see everybody this afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you this afternoon, Cynthia? But I've, I've got some things I want to talk to you about today. I think it's going to encourage you a whole lot. It's really going to encourage you and help you to what God is doing in the nation and what God, the new direction he's taking our nation. And it's not bad. It's not bad. It may feel like it right now because maybe you don't understand what's going on. But I know that God is doing something very, very good. And he's been working us this direction now for almost four years. And so today has a little bit of that. And I'm going to give you kind of an overview. If you're new to the channel, um, we basically cover the help you understand what's going on as an intercessor, as a front runner, and helping you to pray for the nation and, and just helping you deliverance and become the best you possible, understanding your why about why you've been placed here by God. So that's the purpose of Ezekiel's will. And I hope you guys have had a great week. And if you're just joining us right now, we're all coming out of this week with Tuesday. And so we're actually, so we're trying to regroup and things like that. But after last week, and so what's God saying to you today, basically? What's God saying to you today? He's talking about enamored with self, with Leviathan, glorified arrogance, and then we're getting it all back. We're getting it all back. And I was talking to you guys on Friday about being caught up in this mentality of putting your faith in your vote, putting your faith in a candidate when that's not your God. That is not our God. And so God is trying to help us to get our focus back when we start realizing who's God in our life and who's not. And God's trying to show us the way back to his heart. We start seeing the truth the way God sees it. And actually, the conversation is going to be really pretty interesting today because of the take that God's been giving me. But if you've been dealing with witchcraft, we actually saw the enemy strike again this last, last Tuesday, again, where we saw society disillusioned because of where their faith had been misplaced their faith had been misplaced and so god says if you know anything about me you know i'm a father that finishes what he starts i'm a father that knows how to get you into kingdom and and that's for people who understand what kingdom's all about now if you don't if you've never known the lord before it's a good time to get to know him right now pretty good time to get to know the Lord right now with the times that we live in but God is all about us trusting him in all things and so if you've heard anything about the different prophets prophets were speaking there were four people groups and the Lord said that in those four people groups um, there is only one of the whole group that's actually the whole that of that remnant this one remnant group that's going to enter into this new place. And so we're moving into a season of trust where many in the body are blindly following the Lord, not knowing where they're being led, but knowing it's good, knowing it's good. And so we're seeing two people groups kind of awake and kind of arise right now. The first is the awoken in Christ. 
or the people that are waking up to the Lord. And then the second one is called the woke crowd. Now, they're a dichotomy. They don't serve the same God. One serves self, the other one serves the Lord, and that's the remnant. It's the coming alive in Christ and stepping into him in this new season. And so what you're seeing right now is an entire sect outside of these two people groups, an entire sect of the church that's still asleep are actually the other woke crowd that's in the world. But then also when you're talking about the church, it's the other three-fourths of the church that's still asleep. With some in those ranks fighting for their right to be right because of their own unresolved dysfunction. And this is the sect that we call those operating in the gnashing of teeth or the apparatus of religion. Okay. Demanding to stay in their unhealed religion or old wineskins while the cloud of God is moving on. And so it's for those that are being readied for this next big move of God or revival, the latter glory, God says, just hang on. I'm still moving you forward. Don't get panicked. There's something still about to come to pass here. So, and if I heard correctly um, yesterday, I was asking the Lord about last Tuesday. Hey, Ida, how's it going? I was asking the Lord about last Tuesday. And he said, we're entering into a time where God is not quite at the end or God's people aren't quite at the end because God's readying the remnant for the influx of those on the fringes or the fringes of society back into his heart. Can you guys pray? They actually prayed and they're blocking uh, people from coming in and listening. That's what I'm sensing by the spirit. And so they're trying to, to sabotage, basically. But anyhow, they I'm talking to our moderators over here, in case you're wondering who I'm talking to. Um, he's bringing people back. Thank you. He's bringing people back to his heart right now. And God's doing it in a way that the church probably has never even thought about. He's, people have, have never thought about in the church what is actually going to go on because we always make up our mind about the way God's going to do things when God is is doing things his own way and so we're called to align with him he's not aligning with us and so if you know anything about what God does then you know that he's cloud by day pillar fire by night for one but for two he does things very very differently he does things very differently than we do things and so what happens that I'm in agreement um Lord's saying in this hour, people first have to enter in into being an example and understanding what love looks like, what love feels like, so that they can better understand where he's going and how he's going to do it. Because if you understand the heart of the Lord, if you understand uh, the heart of the Father, and then you start practicing his ways, then your life's going to reflect that. Everything about you is going to reflect that truth. And so that's when you enter into mega power. But the problem with this is, is that because of the dysfunctional in the church, because we have so many hearts that are dysfunctional in the body, the only thing they want is power because their hearts are so messed up. Hence, they go without because God's looking for hearts wanting to come out of the devil's way of thinking and behaving and coming back to Christ in his way of doing life and trying to live life God's way instead of giving false impersonations of what God has on his mind and and that's actually again the hey good afternoon I'll see you guys on Facebook it's good to see you um and and, and this is what the problem is in the church actually 
the problem in the church and what's been holding back this new move and what's been holding back the glory and holding back God's spirit from coming onto the scene. It's because this people group that's so dysfunctional, the 85%, the Nashers of tea, not all. I think there's a grouping that are on the fringes of that whole three fourths of people, 85% that are trying to find answers as to what's going on because they know something's up. They know something's different, but some of them are so afraid of being wrong that they're afraid to step out. And so, but then the rest of it, the deeper you get into that group, they really get in the gnashing of teeth. And I'd have a, a lot of them have, I hate to, I'm not judging them. I just, my experience has been uh, with them. They're really so stuck that they really are struggling to find the truth about what God would even have them do. And so they're getting bitter. They're getting more resentful towards God. And I believe that's the group that the deep get into the 85% are going to be the ones that are going to be subjected to falling away. But that's between them and God. Which brings me to love, actually. Um, and again, I'm not here to preach uh, John Kilpatrick sermons. But if you've been listening to Pastor John Kilpatrick the last couple of weeks, he's been preaching mean messages, man. Really cool messages is what I mean. He's been talking about the spirit of Leviathan and about how society is so enamored with Leviathan or self-love. They're so focused on self. When if you know anything about love, true love, love is others-oriented. The love of Christ is others-oriented. And I think because of being so enamored with self, and it's hit all seven mountains, if you know anything about what's been going on in our world. It's because of the self-focus that's hit all seven mountains. We've been taught, and it's actually just because of this little gadget right here that teaches you always to be into self. You always got to check your messages. You always got to be on this thing. Or we forget about being others-oriented. And we, we, I don't know about you, but I see they put the phone as having more importance than they do. And it's just a gap. It's still going to be there when you get back. And so anyhow, this is what's going on. And I actually want to put this up here too. I, I was actually given this by one of our members. And I want to actually offer this because it's such a great video. I'm going to put it down here. Put it in this comment box. Guys to go listen to down here. And then I'm going to put it up here guys to go listen if you want to find out what's going on in our society right now politically what's going on uh spiritually go listen to that johnny Inlow. uh i think it's steve Schultz thing it's on rumble but it is such a phenomenal overview about what is going on what happened last week uh what's happening with the white hats what's happening who's in control you'll get all the answers and it's such specific answers it will leave you you'll be leaping for joy that's all I can tell you. Go look at the link. I'm not going to talk about it too much because this isn't a political conversation, but we're talking about love um, and we're talking about what God is here. How did America get here to being such a loveless, self-focused society? How did we get here? You ever wondered that? How did we get here? Um, which I believe uh, is, is really depicted as, as far as being so self-focused and how the body always wants to, and I can't just pick on the church, it's everybody in society, but it's everybody always wanting to be the center of attention. Have you noticed that? Everybody's always wanted to be the center of attention. And, and it's it's really because they don't feel special. And if you know anything about love, being because it's others-oriented, it's true love, then you also understand that when you understand the Lord and you know God the Father, he helps you to come to know who you are and whose you are which gives you that sense of fulfillment of knowing that you don't have to be out front or you don't have to be 
in order to feel like you're somebody to God. You can feel just as special hidden behind the scenes, which is what my previous job did. I was always hidden behind the scenes and designing and stuff like that. And I preferred that. Um, but this is where God's bringing us to now. He's coming to know who we are in him. And so this video explains a lot what happened. Tuesday, I already explained that. Where God's slowly giving us our freedoms back. And you need to go give it, go listen to it so you're encouraged. But in the spirit, that's what's happening in the natural. In the spirit, if you're going to come into the Lord, if you're going to come into this new move, then you're going to have to deal with getting your hearts right if you want to attain the heart of God. And if you've been getting deliverance, if you've been getting deliverance, wonderful. That's great. Wonderful. Good for you. I'm happy. But if not, then you've got some work to do. If you want to see your dreams come to pass so that God can use you in this next move. Um, pardon me. And if you know anything about love, again, it's others oriented. It's not about self, which is the primary problem in the church and leadership as well as the sheep. But I can't just limit this. It's all over the place. It's all over. It's selfishness. Days. And so what about me? What about me? What about me? Attitude where they're they're gonna they're gonna get theirs no matter what doesn't matter who they run over blah 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 they're gonna get theirs and God's saying yeah you probably will probably will you'll get what you want but you may not like what you get but because everyone seems to want the limelight when it was never about the limelight we have people off focus because it's always been about love it's always and. Here we sit and we see more and more people becoming so self-focused than ever before without realizing that it's God who raises up a man or a woman and it's God who tears them down. Which is why it's important to understand why none of us are above. Else. This is Pastor John Kilpatrick, Kilpatrick 2022. And I love the way he depicted, he, he depicted this actually in his own preaching when he was talking about um, how he approaches and I can relate with him. I really can relate with him a whole lot because it's the kind of the way I approach designing and it's the way that I also approach talking to the Lord to people when I was on set. I just wanted to see if they would be receptive to knowing, coming to know the God I know because he's such a good God. And the way he depicted it was because he's a pastor and he would get behind the pulpit and he was never there for himself. He was never there to glorify self and he's still not. I, I can say he's probably one of the a few humble pastors that I've seen, not because I listen to him. I listen to several pastors, but he sticks out in my mind, along with Kent Christmas, by the way. But they're very, very humble men. They're very humble. And so you see that in their character and in their countenance when they preach the word of God. And it, it makes it easier to receive from them because they're not there with any other agenda. And you can sense that they're there for the sheep. And that's what Pastor Kopacha was talking about was when he gets up behind a pulpit, he doesn't have anything else on his mind other than helping the sheep. That's all. And I believe that's the place God's bringing us back to as a body right now where, pardon me, where he's trying to bring us back to love and he's trying to bring us back to truth if we'll just get our minds off ourselves. Which is why it's important to understand that we are never, this is what John Kilpatrick said, we're never as good or as bad as anybody else says we are. We're just somebody that God has chosen to use 
And that's interesting too. Remember when I talked to you guys last Friday about back in about 25 years ago when I saw the spirit of the Lord, it was right at the beginning of the Pentecostal movement where God was taking me throughout Austin and I was looking, going to these different churches, he was to different places and stuff. And what happened was I started observing the body and they, everybody, everybody was just power hungry, just power hungry to the max. And I started looking at people operating their fivefold giftings and things. And I remember distinctly thinking, man, this could go south so fast, so fast. And it did. It did. Because here we sit with a lot of different vessels, a lot of different sheep, so screwed up. And yet, and they're abusing uh, what little bit of power God has given them, which is why God doesn't give them any more. We see leaders doing it. We see them abusing their ranking. We see them abusing the people around them by taking advantage of the five through the fivefold giftings uh, by what they see on the less mature sheep. We see leaders stealing or trying to steal destinies of other people because they're jealous. They feel irrelevant and they haven't been going anywhere because they chose to stay stiff necked and stubborn in an old wineskin because they were no, they became nobodies basically because they didn't obey the Lord. But so now they're going to catch up. They're going to catch up and they're going to try to do it through the shortcut. And you know what God says about that? God's like, you want to bet? You want to bet? You're not doing jack squat. Matter of fact, you're not only not doing jack squat, you're going to do exactly what I've asked you to do, lest I take you out of the kingdom and destroy you for not obeying. So this is where we're at. And this is what I believe Pastor Kilpatrick is trying to redirect the body to by telling us who we really are, showing us who we really are. We're not who anybody says we are, we're who he says we are. But at the same time, we don't have the right to try to dictate another sheep's life or things like that by playing God over their life while abusing our own fivefold giftings. So it's God's looking at all this right now. He's looking at every bit of this. And Lord's saying, don't ever let your fivefold giftings go to your head. Don't ever let them go to your head. Because it's not you. That's doing it or saying it. And I could so relate to him because I thought, wow, this is exactly what God showed me 25 years ago. Because we're just a vessel that God's flow flowing through to do what we do. So we can't take any credit for it. It's not us doing it. It's not us giving the revelation. Nothing. It's the anointing given by God that does the work, not you. So you just agreed to allow God to flow and use you. That's all. Other than that, you're a crackpot. That's all. But it was never about you, nor does it make any of us special. It just makes us willing. That's all. Just willing. So humility will take you a long way in this process when we start understanding who is God and who is not. So the Lord's saying, the problem, though, and what we're dealing with people who are so self-focused is that they're very pride-filled and they aren't interested in serving. Like people that come in and they realize, okay, God, use me, here am I, send me. What can I do for you today, God? How can I help your people? No, they, they're coming to be served. That's the problem that God's got in this hour. That's why judgment's drawing near. And so these people never had any intention of serving. They only wanted to be served. And so these people that operate in this type of mentality, 
This is what I believe Dr. Excuse me, I keep calling him doctor. He should be a doctor. Pastor Kilpatrick, you should be a doctor. Um, but they operate in pride and they operate in Leviathan. And they're so pride filled. And he was, discuss- he was discussing how their scales are so tightly woven together that the spirit of the Lord can't get in to minister to them because they think so much of themselves. They don't have time to deal with the truth because the spirit of truth can't even get in to, to, to show them new ways of behaving or to show them and lead them into all truth. So they stay stuck. They stay stuck. And so and it leaves humility and true love out. So they don't have any other choice but to stand underneath the apparatus of religion, which is why I believe we're seeing the influx of all these people staying stuck underneath this structure, this false structure. But people that operate in pride draw others to themselves that are like themselves. I've heard me say that here a few times. You draw people to yourself like yourself. And so if you're dysfunctional, it's a good way to see where you stand in the body. If you're drawing people that continually hurt you, uh-oh, hey there. So if you draw people to yourself like yourself, then if you're, they're healthy people, that's great. But if they're not healthy people, that's a completely different conversation. And so this is where we see that people that operate in the same dysfunctional spirit that, that we're operating, and if you're operating in something that's not God, then you're seeing demonic entities that have things that are infl- I'm getting <laughs> you, you get interrupted, basically. You, you, it interrupts your walk. Can y'all block that for a second? For a second. So anyway, pride is self-focused, and it gets people off focus where they lose focus off the Lord and they lose focus off love. And so the only antidote then for this, and this is per John Kilpatrick 2022, is to stay humble when God wants to use That's the language of heaven, as is love. And so God will resort. So if you don't know anything about God, when God's trying to take you into a new thing, God, and you're unwilling to go into that new thing. You're un, unwilling to do it God's way. So this is another issue, too, I'm finding in the, in the body of Christ, is that people think that they can do whatever they want, when they want, how they want, without realizing that God doesn't do things our way. He never does things our way. It's, in, it's in, literally in this hour. It's going to be his way, hit the highway. And what we're seeing is a lot of people who are unwilling to humble themselves before God and because of their unwillingness to humble themselves before the Lord, we're, we're seeing God have to break, literally break the hearts of these people to where he can get through to them and use them. They start going through all these testings. And if you haven't been, if you don't have mentors around you or you don't have a healthy leadership around you to kind of guide you through the process to understand what you're going through, what happens is you start getting, some people get, out of God, they blame the only person that can help them. And so God's like, I'm here to help you step into your dreams. I'm here to help you step into your new reality that you've been asking me for, by the way. But the Lord says in order to do that, I need you to humble yourself before me. I need you to start realizing that you need a little bit of help in this situation that I can actually do and make the changes that you can step into the thing you're praying in and asking me for. And so this is why well, we also need each other. But it's also to help us stay in the right spirit. So when we begin to veer off, we get course corrected. So 
God will begin to use those around us if you're humble enough where these vessels can also start redirecting you in your weaknesses. And if that doesn't work, he'll turn up the heat by sending in more abrasive prophets in order to begin breaking the pride off that heart. And then if that doesn't work, this is what I'm seeing in this hour. If, if that doesn't work, God will then resort to literally breaking the heart through circumstance, which is what I really see a lot of around me right now in this hour. And so, hey, young, hey, brave young heart, it's good to see you. So anyhow, these are the three steps I'm seeing right now that are being applied to the church where these people are coming in and they're, they're getting disillusioned because either of the, the, the structure of religion, which is a turnoff completely, because a lot of these people are coming out of the world and they're like, yeah, that's a turnoff. I know that's not God. People aren't stupid. Let me just tell you this. People are not stupid. And the people that look at the people out in the world, I'm thinking, I thank God that he's going into this topic because I came out of the world as a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter. And I didn't think I was such a bad person when I was out in the world. Matter of fact, in, in my sincerest opinion, I meet more loving people out in the world than I do in the church. And I was telling our teams this. I meet so many, so many, much more loving people. Very, I, I very rarely meet loving, warm, loyal, warm, loyal, loving people in the church anymore. And it's because of the church conforming itself to the world. And so it's like, what's the difference? And so when you take that mindset and you try to draw people into your, into your church when you're acting like hell and acting like everybody else, it's like, what's the incentive? Really, what's the incentive? Because what they're seeing is the grime on the under, underneath side of God's shoe, and you're it. Guess what? You're it when you act like that. You're the grimy grum on the underneath side of God's shoe because you act like hell. So there's no incentive for anybody to follow you or come into your church. And so what we're seeing now is God go after the prodigals out in the world, and he's bringing the prodigals, the Moses is in, the Cyrus is in. Believe it or not, this new move, they're coming out of the world. It's not coming through the church. Very few of you will be used in the church unless you change and choose to be changed. And when God showed me this today, I thought, oh, my God, you want to know why? Because the world, <laughs> this amazes me how God works and does things. Because the world, because they didn't come in, it was almost like a preservation, if you will, where they chose to stay outside of that apparatus of religion, which probably saved them from getting all stuck with 85% of all this other, this other group of people over here who are so stiff-necked you can't even break through to them. And so God's like, well, I can't use you. I'll go out here. I'll go out here. And I'm just thinking, you're brilliant. You're brilliant, God. You're brilliant. And so the other who are stuck in the haughty or the pride-filled spirit are one of the biggest problems in society right now. And to God, they're a problem. Because God can only use the humble. He cannot use the proud. But God can take the humble man or woman a long way when that vessel or heart realizes who's doing the work through them. And believe it or not, there are so many prodigals out in the world right now that have gone through so much. They've gone through so much fire. And they're like, they're just looking for answers and looking for someone to show them the real deal. That's what I'm finding. They're looking for the truth. 
So for people who refuse to walk in truth, they're trying to feed them this load of bull and this apparatus of religion. That is the biggest load of bull on the planet. They're thinking, are you kidding me? And you act like hell and you're over there trying to act like you serve God, but you're acting like that and you're acting like I'm too stupid to know better. They're dismissing you. That's why these people that are stuck in the spirit of religion are becoming irrelevant. And then they get mad at people like me who tell them the truth. It's like, well, you can take it. You can leave it. I don't care. You're the one that's going to have to stay stuck there. But I'm going to keep speaking the truth. But that's the kind of heart when you're humble. Those are the kind of hearts that God can use. And these are the kind of hearts that don't take the glory like Satan did. So when it comes down to it, if you think about it, People that operate in that apparatus of religion, they're in the same spirit as Satan. Could it be? They don't know God. There's a whole lot of people sitting in pews right now thinking they know God. They don't know him. And they're the ones that I believe confessing when he says, many of you are going to come to me at the end of your He's going to say, I don't know you. I don't know you. You don't act like me. You don't reveal my love. You serve me when I came knocking through the homeless man. When I came knocking through a family member. And the Bible says this stuff, but half these people stuck underneath this apparatus of religion, they don't even read their Bibles. They just go by what the pastor says. And the pastor's so disfunct debunk that he's not they're not speaking the truth to these people. So they're not comparing and contrasting. And hello, if you know anything about the word of God. You go read the word first, and then it's usually confirmed through the leaders around you. So God confirms himself in twos or more. We've got the blind leading the blind now, which is why 85% of the body is stuck. That's what got them stuck, because they just trusted the voice gate teaching them and leading them right on down the road of destruction. Right on down. And now they're stuck. And so that's why we have these three or four, actually four people groups with one only stepping into the glory right now. That leads me into the teaching, actually. Doing pretty good on time. Into the book of Ezekiel 31, 1 and 32, 32. And, and, you know, this whole time I've been preaching about this out of Jeremiah and Ezekiel. And the whole thing has been about judgment, judgment, judgment. And so much so, some of our people were like, Dr. Missy, this is not encouraging. And I'm like, I can't help it. This is what God is saying. This is what he's saying, and it's because I believe God is out to save those who will listen. He's trying to draw us into him, into his spirit. He's trying to draw us into all truth. And he's trying to get people's attention, but the Lord's saying, this word is for people who think that they're indestructible because they've gotten away with such destruction for so long and evil for so long, especially in the church. God's going... Judgment starts in the house of God. So this is what happened to Pharaoh when he thought his nation was indestructible. It also happens to all leaders on all seven mountains when leaders do not do what God told them to do. Look at America at present. And this isn't a conversation about America. I'm focused on the church. Actually, it's both today. But prior to this point, I was focused on the church, which I feel like God was having me focus on the church because he's trying to get the, set, the church mountain to listen. But today he's focused on an international, federal, state, city, county, and personal. 
focused seven mountains. For anybody who will hear, here. And the Lord's saying, look at your country at present. For God is exposing, exposing all the evil for all the world to see. And then if you know anything about Pharaoh in Egypt, in this scenario is where God rebuked him. And he actually took his nation into hell. That's in that passage. I didn't say that. But before this point, that nation had been a phenomenal, a phenomenally great nation. Strong, and it was thriving. It was really strong militarily. It was indestructible. But like any other nation, because the Assyrians were around Egypt during that time too, and the same thing happened to them. But when leaders think more of themselves than they ought, their pride can also cause all of those nations. Because what happens at the head trickles down like the oil in the beard of Aaron. And so when this happens, it's up to good men and women, truly loving men and women, to help that nation stand back up on its feet like the Moseses or the Cyruses of that day. This is why I believe God is going out to the fringe, going to the prodigal now that he's calling into himself. You know, it's interesting. I don't think that the, when I think about this, I, I've said it before, I, I know they're not coming out of the church. Um, I don't think they have any intention of going into the church because for the few of them that have gone into the church, they've seen the dysfunct debunk. And it's just a turnoff. Get on TV and it's, it's definitely an old wineskin. And, and so, in my opinion, this is my opinion now, and, and I see a lot of it on social media where I see a lot of these leaders being raised up and they're quirky. They're very quirky. I'm quirky. But we see them very quirky and they kind of just fit right into society. <laughs> they just, whatever. But it's because society has changed. Society has taken on, this is my opinion too, they've taken on this attitude where, you know, Live and let live kind of a thing, which isn't good. It's not good because it lowers standards. But at the same time, it's like, it's like a fake grace, if you will. That's what I'll call it. I'll call it fake grace. I like the people stuck underneath the apparatus of religion. They think they're operating in grace, but they're operating in fake grace because they think they're okay, but they're so messed up and they have no grace. They absolutely have zero grace because they think that they're more holy than anybody else on the planet when absolutely they don't even know God. Very few of them even know God. And so we see this out in society because of the judgmental behaviors and the judgmental attitudes that have also fallen on society. So we've got judgmental attitudes everywhere right now on all seven mounts. We've got it in the church, a lot in the church. Hello, and if you know anything about the Bible, the Bible specifically says, judge not lest you be judged. So for those of you bright people out there who are operating in the courts of heaven and abusing authority, abusing your fivefold giftings in the courts of heaven and you're judging people, that's not your business. That's not your business. Read your Bible. God's the judge, not you. And so the Lord is trying to get us into this place where we actually understand who's God and who's not. That's the place we're stepping into. And so God is going after the prodigals now. He's coming after these hearts that are open to him. They're looking for answers. I read it all over social media. 
I'm listening to these people and they're trying to dissect information, trying to dissect the elections. And they're trying to do all this. And I'm just thinking, this is such a spiritual, spiritual. And you're trying to look at it in the natural. And God's like, take them back into their right mind so I can get hold of them and use them. Some of them are in media. A lot of them are in media. Some of them, are in, believe it or not, in Hollywood. Some of them are in the uh, professional sports arena. We've got everybody being challenged on all seven mountains right now about who they're going to serve. Are you going to continue to be self-serving? You're going to continue to be self-focused. Are you going to step in and follow your heart back to God, back to God's heart, back to the Father? Because I don't know about you, but in this hour, I'm seeing a whole lot of people looking for a whole lot of answers. And they're not finding it within themselves. They're not finding it within the church anymore. The church, a lot of the churches have become irrelevant. There are very, very few treasure chest churches. I've talked about that over the few over the last few years too. Where you it's hard to find a really warm, loyal, loving, godly church. And so hey there, uh, that's not it either. So anyway, the Lord is saying that if you want to step into power in this day and time, if you want to find answers in this day and time. You're not going to find it in yourself, and you're definitely not going to find it in dysfunctional structure. You're not. You're not going to find it in your vote. You're not going to find it in a candidate because everybody's flawed. Everybody's flawed. And so the only person you're going to find your answers through is through a holy. That's all. Thank you, Cynthia. So this is the place we find ourselves. We have a whole lot of people looking around themselves, and they're wondering what the heck is going on. What's happening? Why did that just happen? That's what caused the disillusion. And it's because a lot of people put their faith in something where it never should have been. Never should have been. And so the one thing that the prodigals aren't questioning, I will have to say this, and this is exciting to me, uh, as a prophetic person, is that they're not questioning God. I don't know if you've noticed that. I see him talking all over Twitter. I see him talking on all these different social media platforms that God's got me on. And it's like, this is absolutely interesting. They're talking about God again. And they're making posts about God again. But, and it's not religious. It's not religious. It's relational and it's authentic and it's warm. And I'm just like, this is amazing to me. This is actually interesting to me. And so this is the people group that I believe God's going to use to help bring this nation back to God and back to love, back to the one we all so desperately crave. This is really what I believe is fixing to happen. And it's going to be done, if you know anything about God, not to the, to the person stuck underneath the spirit of religion, especially if you're Pentecostal and you're stuck underneath the spirit of religion, that's a toxic combination. But if that's you, then you already have a free preconceived idea about how you're th you think God's going to do it. And that's the problem in the body is that we're so presumptuous about God and we think we already know what he's going to do. So they try to jump the gun and do all these, these crazy things when God never had said that, no more than the man in the moon. And so then, we, then when he does move, we're either let down or we're like, well, what was that? Was that a move of God? Was that? But God, you have to understand, God's moving. He's going after an entire people group, not just a certain sect. That have this mentality of us for no more. He's going after the masses. And he's coming after them. Ready or not, here they come. Or here he comes. 
And so I believe this is what God showed us um, and how we're, when we started looking for answers and trying to put this ministry together because we were trying to figure out how to minister the masses and how to minister to a, a world that seemed like they were confused about how to find their way back home. And so God was showing us that we needed to approach, I think, our the people that were coming in because they were going to be on the fringes and we needed to approach them right where they're at, not with the way that we perceived him to be or the place that he had us. What if, you're, what if the place that you're not of God? That means you have to be open to doing whatever he's telling you to do if you were ever open to begin with. That brings a whole different conversation in. And so the Lord is saying, I'm trying to bring people back to the warm, unconditional, healthy love of Jesus, not your wrong person. Hence, the latter glory, as God gets many Moseses and Cyruses ready to fulfill their story, God's like, I'm getting ready to bring in a move of the latter glory, and this is that. So, going back to Pharaoh, when nations and rulers start to think that they're gods, God can't. When a church starts to think, or a leader in a church starts to think they're God, and this is the problem with the fivefold giftings, when people refuse to acknowledge who the one is that's actually doing the work through that vessel, and they take credit, they're taking the glory, then everybody loses. Everybody loses because God will shut off. He'll draw back and stop using them because he's telling us he didn't share it with Satan. Why would he share it with you? He's not sharing his glory with anybody. So the nations and rulers who think that there are gods, God will bring those nations and rulers, politician or preacher, he'll bring the ministry down. He'll bring the nation down to show them who is God and and this didn't only happen to Nebuchadnezzar or Pharaoh. There are a few leaders in the Bible. Read your Bible. But if you know God, again, he's not sharing his glory with anybody that's dysfunctional in government or in church. Anybody drunk with false power or a sense of a false sense of glorified not sharing. He's looking for the humble power. Which brings us to Hebrews 12, 14 through 29. Got to wrap this up. We're starting to talk about understanding the law versus grace or grace and glory. And, you know, they're two different things. They're a dichotomy, first of all. Hey there. I like that. That's so cool. They have hands there. That is so cool. But anyhow, I'll stay on point. Um. I believe God is trying to explain to the church in this hour the difference between the law and glory. Because he's tired of people that are stuck underneath this apparatus of religion claiming grace when they don't know any more grace than the man of the moon. Because if they did, they wouldn't behave like they behave. Because grace knows who's God. Grace understands who the judge is. And grace is non-judgmental. It doesn't always try to go play someone else's judge, jury, and executioner. And you want to know something else I've seen? This is absolutely appalling to me. I have never met so many screwed up people in my life who, who pray witchcraft prayers and who try to lord over other people's lives. And this is why I, I can't stand the spirit of religion. I cannot stand the apparatus of religion. 
because of the screwed upness that it creates in the minds of those it operates in and how it, it makes those people overbearing, makes them Jezebels. <clears throat> it makes them operate in Leviathan where they twist the truth and they become verbally, emotionally, sometimes physically abusive. And yet they want to call that love. And they don't understand where God went. Seriously, they don't understand where God went. And they don't understand why they're not, why they're not growing, why while everybody is just, why everybody hates them. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my God. And it's not because you have five-fold giftings, trust me. It's because your heart's messed up. And because you're so busy trying to be relevant when you've lost your relevancy because of your disobedience. But this is what's happening in the church right now. The Lord's saying, so many people have been raised up in church. I was not. I told you that before. But we see a church structure. Obviously, that's been I've been talking about it prior to this part. That has been built over the years. And very few today are under healthy church structures. And so we have a whole lot of unhealthy church structures, especially in the Pentecostal movement, that have been erected. And people think it's okay. People think it's normal. Yet we have people that are stuck. We have people that are bitter. In these structures, we have people that are stiff-necked, that are self-righteous, not truly righteous, because truly righteous, they understand that God makes them holy, not themselves, which means they would acknowledge who's God and who's not. But they literally think they're of God, or they think that they're God. I mean both those statements. They think they're of God, and they think they are God. So they go around trying to play everybody's Holy Spirit all the time as judge, jury, and executioner as though anybody cared. Nobody gives a rat's rear. I'll, be, I'll just say that right here. And then they treat and they wonder why people like me come on here and I'm a little rough around the edges and I like how God made me, by the way. I, I'm not changing unless he changes me. There's no reason for me to change unless God puts his finger on something. And by the way, you're not him. And so they come and they judge people like myself who are helping to move this new move out. And they're thinking, how could you be used by God? And they're the prodigal son's brother. I am more holy than you. I am more holy than you. I am more deserving than you of doing what you do because I've been in church all my life. Who gives a rat's rear? If you were supposed to be here, you'd be doing it. By the way, you can still do it. Get your butt out there and go start a ministry. That's a pretty good start place, wouldn't you agree? Instead of trying to cause issues for the people, like you probably do everywhere you go. But this is the type of crap we're dealing with in the church right now. And then we wonder why the world is beginning to hate the church. Because these people give God a bad name. And then a lot of them are such cowards. They hide, hide behind their computers while they pray their witchcraft prayers and their Jezebels and Leviathans. And they think God is not going to squash them like a bug? Are you kidding me? Judgment's here. You're not it. You're not it. And so God is looking for a humble people who will come before him and say, say, you know, God, I need to get cleaned up. I got some issues. He's looking for that people group. He says, if my, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways, I'll heal their land. But I think these bozos got somewhere. They got off the beaten path somewhere. They got lost. They're in, they're in some other, some other forest somewhere. I don't know. 
And so we have this little remnant now carrying the message forward, and they're the ones that are bringing the truth to the world. And so this disfunct debunk group then, if you want to know how they are, I've already told you they're weird, they act weird. They're viewed as weird. They're hard-hearted, they're judgmental, they're arrogant, full of pride as though they think themselves more holy than the rest of the world around them. And there are probably more prodigals out in the world who are more, more holy than they will ever But this is the twisting or perverse spirit of Leviathan that I believe Pastor John Kilpatrick was talking about. And matter of fact, it's interesting too because the Lord told me, do you realize why Leviathan came in? He told me this about two weeks ago. I was like, no, why, Lord? And he said, because Leviathan knew that all truth was coming in. If God is coming, he said, ready or not, here I come. Judgment's here. Well, guess who judgment is? Judgment is all truth. Guess what happens when all truth comes in? Everything that's not truth is revealed in your heart, in your life, every, every bit of your sin, everything that you think is God that's not, it's all going to be exposed. Ready or not, here he comes. Why do you think he told you to get free? Didn't take a rocket scientist, but there you go. So he's trying to prepare us, but this is why this demon came in, which was to twist the truth through a people group so that nobody would know the difference. That's why he got a lot of people stuck in Jezebel and a lot of people stuck in Leviathan. So they think they're okay. They're over here stuck over here in this forest that I was calling. They're, they're in the forest. They can't see the forest for the trees. But... And then we have this group of prodigals that are coming in now, and they are like not anything that we think God would use. I know my family's had a hard time with it. They're like, God's going to use you? That's what they looked at me like. God's going to use you? They didn't say that. But that's kind of, and it's the same attitudes I get from a lot of people in church. God's going to use you. Well, okay. Why not? If, if not me, then who? And it's not just me. It's people like me. But, I mean, are we to tell God what he can do? And by the way, you can't stop God if something's of God. But anyway, you may think you're being successful, but he's just going to you'll get yourself squashed like a bug is what's going to happen. So this is the mindset, though, that has confused the church and those looking for truth because of the perversity that these types operate in, causes, which causes a bad heart condition because of the they are stuck in. And this is also what God is going after in this hour in order to bring all men back unto himself. If you obey, great. You're blessed. If not, that's as much as I have to say about that. But the Lord's saying in this hour, don't be like Esau, Jacob's son, who gave up his birthright for fleshly desires, just wanting the Father's blessings without having to climb the mountain of the Lord. The Lord says, yeah, you do have a birthright. You've got a birthright. But you don't have the right Become near a holy God without truly having holy standards. The Lord says, the ability that I'm giving you is to teach you how to know the difference. Hey, Pascal, James. And so Lord's saying, my ways aren't your ways. And I've got a great plan for you if you'll listen and obey. And so then he's talking about concise ways to worship the king. And, and when he started talking about this, I thought, I've got three minutes to wrap this up. But he was talking about concise ways to worship a king. I'm thinking, oh, okay, that's one of those conversations. The Lord said, no, it's not. The Lord told me, he said, do you know why you're here? Do you know why I put you here? Because it's interesting that all people who have ever heard or come to know Christ, some of them don't even know why 
they're there. They just knew they were looking for answers or they were going through a hard time. And so they ran to God because it seems like God's the last person on their list that they run to if something happens. Well, I have news for everybody out there. God doesn't want to be your second choice. Would you, if you're married, would you want to be your boyfriend or girlfriend's second choice? Well, God is not your boyfriend or girlfriend. He's here looking for a spotless bride. So he wants to be uno, numero uno, what he wants to be in your life. Number one, he wants to be number one, your first choice that you run to when things or anything goes bad because God's good. He's got true nobility and honor. And this is what you get if you choose to serve him. Believe it or not, you come into being good and pure and lovely, not boring. And that's something else, too, that, that amazes me how people think that serving God is boring. It's the most exciting thing I've ever done, ever. My life is so full of fun. It's an adventure every day of the week. But, again, this comes back to understanding. I have to come into that place of understanding who's God and who's not. And it's amazing to me how fast people forget that God is the king and the ruler, not them. He does call us us to sit beside him in heavenly places. He's teaching you how to rule and reign. But this isn't a carte blanche invitation for complete freedom to act any way you choose. Because for a heart that's obedient, for a heart that's in order to have kingdom blessings, you know that you have to change and be changed, which doesn't mean you get to come in any old way you do. And this is something else the Lord told me to say today. Because I think a lot of people and especially for the people, the prodigals that are coming in right now in this hour, they're thinking, I didn't come into the church because of what I saw in the church. I saw a lot of miserable people who were just living this fake lifestyle. It's what you call fake holy. I call it fake holy. And it's a fakeness and a plasticness that is just so unapproachable, but it's also disingenuine. It's very disingenuine. Well, you can't relate with them. They're weird. They act weird. When they, when they come and they get hit in the Holy Spirit or when the Holy Spirit lands on them, they start manifesting things that aren't even really, they need deliverance is what they need. But it's, it, they, give God this, they give God a bad name sometimes. And let me tell you too, I've, I've been in those uh, church services where the weighty presence of God has hit and he'll knock you to your knees. Well, you can't stand up underneath it. It's so weighty. So I know what the truth is like. I know what it's like when truth walks in the room. But there's no weirdness to it. You don't give courtesy falls just because so and so. It's it's that's another thing too, brother and sister so and so. God bless you guys who always like to say that. I had one of my friends say that to me one time in the church. And I said, you know what, man, knock that off. I go, if we don't have that figured out by now, we're in a heap of trouble. If we're believers, I don't need you being religious with me. Just be be you, be you. Quit being weird. Quit being weird. It makes you look weird and religious, and that's not God. Do you realize the only banner Jesus carried was the banner of love? All these other denominations and crap, that's man-made. He's trying to get us free. He's just telling you. And you know what? Because of where America started, because a lot of people in America were born, and they were born in America, but they were raised in the church. But this structure, this false structure, this fake holy, has got people thinking it's perversed and perverted the minds 
of God's true people who he wants to set free into thinking that they have to be something they'll never be. You're trying, these people that are stuck in fake holy, I call it fake holy, the fake apparatus of religion. These people, they don't even know who they are. What they're trying to do is they're trying to give an impression of who they think God is, not who he says he is. Because when you have a revelation from the true and living God, you don't try to be anything other than what you are. You just, you're just like, yes, sir. Okay. And when you come into your identity in Christ, you don't care what other people say and tell you who they think you are. Like I could care a lot of less about these bozos who try to watch on here. And I love you guys, but you try to come on here and you try to tell me you're not of God. Well, what makes you, who made you God? Go get your butt in deliverance ministry and get cleaned up and then come back and talk to me and quit judging and sitting over there and being a coward behind your computers like most of you are and trying to judge other people because it's what's gotten you stuck in your own life. A lot of you people are so stuck and so bitter and I will tell you, it must suck to be you because of the way that you and the scenes. And then you pray your witchcraft prayers. I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. You just proved my point beautifully. And you don't think God's looking at that. But yet you give him such a bad name. And a lot of you are leaders. A lot of you are leaders. So this brings me back to this conversation. I'm going a little bit over. The Lord told me to ask you today. He said, the question that we all have to ask ourselves is why we worship the king. Worship God. Because when you know the why of why you are you better able to show that why to others around you, showing them how to find their who and their why. You're able to show because you're you're not worried about the outside. You're not self focused. You're God focused. Focused. And you're worried about the inside at that point. You're looking, you're able to see through the lens of God, through the eyes of Christ, to look for what He's looking for in And you see what He's looking for in you. So you stop living from the outside in and you start living from the inside out, being others oriented. That's love. That's love for all of you other bozos out there who live the other way. Knock yourself out. I've got better things to do. Because I can tell you, the people, the prodigals, they're one up and you left and right. If they were to play basketball with you, they'd beat your butt all over the, all over the, the court. It's because they truly know grace. And this is why it truly is to really know love all throughout your life because knowing love and I'm going to tell you this too knowing love doesn't mean you have to be at church every Sunday doesn't mean God's limited to the walls of the church within the confines of the church because Jesus met me outside the church where I began to see him move and everyone else around my life and in me and he began to give me a healthier way to live, showing me the way back to God. Hey, God's using the prodigals. 
They're not stuck underneath some apparatus of religion. He can call them in. They have not been, they've been preserved from the apparatus of religion on purpose. God kept them out because he knew the church was going here. So a lot of you people are like, well, I'm, I'm just better than you. I don't care. Oh, blow. I don't care. But these people, luckiest people, these prodigals are the luckiest. They're the luckiest, the most blessed, better ways, most blessed because they haven't been subjected to this lie that these other people are stuck in. And, and God bless the ones, and I have to say this too, because there are some really, really good leaders in the church. I want to say that, but you're few and far between. I could call you up, and I see the Lord in you. I see the love of God in you. And don't just assume because you're listening at you, please. Don't, don't. Email me. I'll, I'll, one of these days, I'll point out some good leaders. John Kilpatrick, Patricia King, Mark Sharona. Who else? Carl Stanley. He's another good one. Pat Kerr. And Christmas. These are the loving leaders in this hour. These are the ones I'm seeing. God raise up. I'm sure there's a few more. And if I didn't call your name, don't assume it's you. <laughs> Just don't. Because I have a whole list of people that I know aren't of God. And they think they're fine. Trust me. And they're on a freight train to hell. Big leaders. Freight train to hell. Freight train. This is the hour when God is showing you the difference. And, and it's, he's asking you to change your mind about a few things. Here, I'm, I'm putting this in front of you. Just consider these. Consider these things. Because I'm trying to bring my heart back in for a people group who will listen. And I believe that the people that are obedient, by the way, Kurt Landry's and Robert Henderson's godly men, good men. But people that are listening heart in this hour, Daniel Duvall's another, thank you, Lord, Ron Horner's another good one. Good men, phenomenal men. them all but they're pure they're good they're pure that's what god god never said the good the pure and the lovely were perfect this is the difference between the spirit stuck in a spirit of religion and those that are in prodigals that are prodigals out in the world this is the biggest joke that are, this is a this is the biggest joke if god could have ever played a joke on people stuck in the spirit of religion trying to be their own god this is awesome god is brilliant what he does because just because you're a prodigal and you're out in the world like i was doesn't mean i forgot about it it means i was disillusioned with what i knew wasn't god and i was trying to find it. i went in other people because i wasn't finding it in a lot of you bozos who represented who you think is god i knew that was not the love version of you can keep it because you're a miserable person. I'm going to go be with some people who are happy and who are living life to the fullest until it overflows. And they have standards and they're kind to one another and they're, they're joyful and they know how to listen to God and how to follow God. And they're not religious about it. They're not putting confines on people. They're not putting people in a box or God in a box. They're just like, you know what? I'm going to love you despite yourself. I don't have to agree with your way of living, but I'm not your God. I'm going to let him be God and know that I'm not. 
Those are the people I believe know the Lord. Because they recognize Jesus, first of all, when he walked in the room, but they also know the difference between And you bozos that are stuck over here, God bless you. Good luck. See you later. Have a nice life. But I'm going over here with these folks. Going over there with people that really operate in the truth. Unconditional Because those are the people that are making a difference in the Not you. Not you. This is the difference between kingdom living. And when you understand your why, then you can truly say you're worshiping him. Because our why will lead us into great places, to great people, where the spirit of religion only leads to death, pride, and destruction. Which brings us to Proverbs 27, 18 through 20. When we wrap up today, I want to thank you guys for listening to me. went a little bit over. Um, but if you want to join us on here, this is what we want you to see. We want you to, if you like the flavor of Ezekiel's will, we've got a few new people coming in. We want you to join us on Monday Night Live. We want to help you build your foundation. And this is what one of my instructors is going to be teaching starting January the 2nd. Her name is Sonia Vega. And I want you to consider joining that. I think I put the, the link at the beginning, right? If I got it right. Let me see. I'll put it again. But go over to that link and join that station, and you'll be notified. You're not going to be notified right off the bat. You'll be notified when she goes live on January the 2nd. Not now, but not going, opening to the public until January the 2nd. But that, that's what we're going to be offering to the public to help you start tracking prophetically. You can catch me on the revs, and then you can catch us on Monday Night Lives twice a month, and we'll start helping rebuild your foundation and rebuild all this screwed upness that maybe some of you have been uh, raised up within within the church, and maybe you're knowing there's something more. Maybe you know what you've been seeing is not God. Not like me and a lot of the other prodigals out there. We're just fed up and we're just fighting back hard. Like, yeah, if you come at me, well, we're just going to let God show you. We're going to let him show you. You know what? Love is in the room. Love will get tough on you sometimes. But you also recognize that you, know, you don't have to fight every one of your battles either. God's your defender. But this is the difference in this hour between that fake holy versus the real deal. God's bringing the real deal in the room now. And if you're open to it and you're open to him in the way he wants to move, he'll set you free. And you're going to step into some of the best days of your life because of having obeyed and letting him heal you. That people group not listening. We had to go to a different place. By the way, I believe it was always on his mind. You were always on his mind to use if you were a prodigal. Which brings me to Proverbs 27, 18 to 20 as we wrap this up today. Whoever keeps the fig tree will eat its fruit. So he who waits under on his master will be honored, as in water reflects face. Excuse me, as in water, face reflects face. That's, that's powerful in and of itself. So a man's heart reveals the man. Hell and destruction are never full. So the eyes of man are never satisfied. Did you catch on? There's a lot of meat in there. As in water, face reflects face. You draw people to yourself that are like yourself. If you are a bitter person, if you're a manipulative person, a religious person, a crappy person, call it what it is, you draw people to yourself like yourself. I believe Dr. or I'm going to call him Dr. Kilpatrick. <laughs> Pastor John Kilpatrick said that. But it, it just, 
reiterates what I was already thinking too. I've said that for years as a deliverance minister. And so, because out of the heart flow, the issues of so people can't help but be who they are. And so, you know, I don't want to lump all these people up here that are screwed up over this big people group because there are a few good people, I believe, that are on the fringes of that. And Lord, we call them out with Psalms 33, 9. Call that good group of people all the way over with this remnant. Call them in. The people, the leaders that are the sheep that are afraid, that maybe got confused, that, that were just not really sure what was going on and then this transition place, but they know there's more. Lord, grab your hand, Exodus 15, 6, and yank him out of that fire. Let the rest of them figure it out themselves. But God, bring him into the church. I want to thank you today for joining me. My name is Dr. Missy Hood. I do the 15-minute revs on Tuesdays and Fridays. We're kind of growing here. Um, our, our movement is growing. We've, got viewers. We've had a few interesting Pray for them. We want to thank you for joining us. And we do this on Tuesdays and Fridays. Again, I said that. But um, do consider joining. That's, a really, that's going to be really good for you. And then if you decide to join and you like what you see learning, go deeper than that. You can become a member. And you can go onto our site. It is skillswill.org. You can go on there and you can go check us out if you have any questions about us. Become a member. And we'll take you into deeper, deeper deliverance. And some of our instructors are here who teach that as well. But consider that. And if then I guess see you on Friday. If I don't see you on Friday, I'll catch you next Tuesday on the 15-Minute Red. But I want to thank you for watching. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Yeah.